We've got to hang in there and keep trying. And now for 4.5. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today we're going to be studying from the book of 1 Kings, 18th chapter, beginning at the 41st verse. And it reads, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back and go and look and see if you see something. And seven times the servant came back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. And I want to focus on this verse where it simply says, Seven times Elijah said, Go back. And today I want to speak from just one number, not a word, but a number. And that number is 4.5. And that's the title of today's message, 4.5. Now, 4.5 actually is not a biblical number. Biblical numbers usually come in whole numbers, and 4.5 is a whole number plus a decimal or fractional number. It's not a biblical number at all. 4.5 is actually a business-based number. 4.5 is the number of times the average business person fails before they succeed. And I use the verse of where Elijah, which is perhaps one of the greatest, he's one of the major prophets. Seven times Elijah was praying for rain and he had to tell the servant, run over to the sea and see if you see anything. And on the seventh time, he finally came back. I see just a little bitty cloud as small as a man's hand. So here Elijah had to, as powerful as he was, he had to pray over and over and over and over again, finally, before something happened. In life, and many of you are in business, and in business, 
often you will have to try over and over and over again before you will get success. You have to keep going 4.5 times as an average. Procter & Gamble is the largest consumer goods company on the face of the earth. And yet the president of Procter & Gamble recently said that 80 to 85 percent of all of the product launches that they do fail. 4.5. Four out of five of their launches fail to 4.5 of their launches fail. And here they are the largest consumer products company on the planet. They have the most expertise. They have the most money. They've been in business almost longer than any other consumer goods product. Most of you use their laundry detergent, which is Tide. So they're the biggest and the best on the planet. Yet the president said, look, four out of five times the stuff we do don't make it. But that fifth time, y'all said the fifth time. Said, but that fifth time, oh, that fifth time, and too many times in the body of Christ, we think that because God is on our side, the first time we do something, it's going to hit. We think we just can't fail walking with God, and you can't fail. But that doesn't mean your cloud and your rain is going to pour down on your first prayer. It doesn't mean that on your first time getting on your knees and hollering out to God, it doesn't mean it's going to pour down the first time. It's likely not to pour down the first time, not to pour down the second time, not to pour down the third time, and even not to pour down the fourth time. If you are in business, the average is 4.5 failures. Or not really failures. That's why you have to reframe. And I want to reframe your mind today with 4.5. You don't fail 4.5 times. You learn 4.5 times. And there's a statement that we use in the group that we have. And it's simply called win or learn. You either win or you learn. You don't win or lose. You win or learn. So 4.5 times the average business person has to learn. And I can tell you from experience, I have gained far more from my learning experience or what the world would call failures than I have my successes. You really learn a whole lot when you mess up. And you learn not to do that again. And then you research, why did this happen? Why did I mess up? Why did I lose my money with this? And let me make sure I don't do that again. So you need to win or learn, but you need to understand the probability is you're going to learn more than you're going to win. And this is the misconception Often because we've got so much stuff now on the Internet, you see so many people getting up talking about how they made it and this and how they made it. What they don't tell you is how many times they flopped. They don't tell you the sweat. And we see some of the big preachers and we look, oh, if I could just preach. And I remember T.D. Jakes once telling said, look, you don't want to be in my shoes because you don't want to go through what I went through. 
You want the end result, but you don't want those 4.5 times. See, you want the one time. You want to pray to God and just have it poured out. You don't want to have to go back seven times to see if a cloud is coming. You want to pray one time and then your ship comes in. Doesn't work like that. You got to go through 4.5 times as an average. The challenge that most people have, and this doesn't really pertain to business. It's a business figure, but it doesn't pertain to business. It's life. You got to go through some stuff and often fail more than you win to learn. Now, the real wise person will learn from someone else's failures. But even when you go and study, see, Procter and Gamble, they got the best of the best. They got people with big degrees. That's who James's son Joseph works for. He's a product manager now for their product called Febreze. So he's learning and he's got all of this experience around, but they still mess up. Four out of five products that they introduce still don't make it. With all of that experience, with all of that knowledge, they are still bound to the 4.5 principle. 80% of the stuff they do does not succeed. It's what's called in business... It's the Pareto Principle. The Pareto Principle was discovered by an Italian economist, but actually he discovered the principle in his garden. And what he saw was 20% of the bean plants produced 80% of the beans. And he began to notice this phenomenon. Then he looked at the French economy and he saw that 20% of the people owned 80% of the land. And it's called the 80-20 rule now, but it's technically called the Pareto Principle. 20% of the results or 20% of the wins are not caused by the majority of the people. Basically, what you have is 80% of the wins is caused by 20% of the folk. Even in church, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the folk. 80% of the money comes from 20% of the folk. The flip side is also true in life, in business, in church. 80% of the problems come from 20% of the folk. (laughs) The 80-20 rule is real. Even Jesus was subject to the 80-20 rule. Jesus had 70 disciples 80% of them left, and he was only left with 12. So he dealt with the 4.5 principle himself. And you got to learn that principle, and you have to learn that you win or learn. And whenever something flops, don't say, oh, my goodness. No, what did I learn? I didn't win by man's definition, so what did I learn? Sometimes you go through that even with relationship. As a matter of fact, the man I know who is just ecstatic with his wife, just ecstatic with his wife, is his fourth wife. Now, I don't recommend you follow that pattern. But he had to go through almost 4.5 before he finally got success, even with marriage. So you learn some things and you understand that even though I'm about to start some things and I'm going to 
try this project. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to try to do this thing. Or even though I've been hurt, I'm going to get back in a second relationship. I'm going to try it again. And then we fail again and we lose heart and we often give up. See, there's an Asian principle for success. It's called fall seven times, get up eight. It's the old 4.5 principle. Yes, you are going to fail at some things. And the probability, if you go into certain areas, the probability is you have a high probability of failure. But yet, don't let that stop you. Understand you winning or learning. And it's a 4.5 probability, and you got to hang in there until you get to the fifth one. Because if you stop and if you give up, do you know you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? And if you don't keep going, you will never succeed because you fall down three and never get up. When often you have to fall down 4.5 and get up and win on the fifth one. See, business people understand this principle. When you look at big investors, the most successful investor in history is Warren Buffett. But Warren Buffett made the majority of his money off of six investments. Six big ones that really hit big. He's got most of his money now in just two companies. Because Buffett understood, yeah, I'm going to miss some, but I'm learning on these I miss, and all I got to do is hit some big ones. But I got to hang in there until I hit this big one. And see, Buffett is one of the few billionaires that I am aware of who's in a happy marriage. When you go down the list of all of the top richest men, most of them busted up. Buffett is in the top five, but yet he is still happily married. But I read Buffett's book. That's Buffett's second wife. And when I read his book, I was surprised how the second wife came about. He had separated from his first wife. His first wife had moved out. Not only did she move out, she moved to another city. She was in a restaurant. She saw a waitress and she observed the waitress. She started talking with the waitress and she said, this woman would be good for Warren. <laughs> this is the true story. It's in his book, but it's not widely known. She said, this woman would be, because you all know that was not a Negro woman. She said, this woman would be good for Warren. She sent the woman to work for Warren, knowing Warren was going to like this woman. The woman was going to be good for Warren. Warren got with the woman. His wife died 20 years later, and he married her only after his wife died. That's why he's still with the woman, because his wife chose the woman. But Warren didn't give up. He did have help. And sometimes you need to bring in other folk. You need some help when your ideas are not working, when you can't figure it out. So you get collaboration and you get some challenges met and you need sometimes help. Many of you will recognize what this is that I just pulled out of my pocket. These are post-it notes. Post-it notes 
They were invented by the 3M company. The 3M company is the same company that makes scotch tape. But the postage note is one of their best-selling products, and it's one of their most successful products ever. But did you know that this product, the post-it note, started as a failure? A scientist at 3M was working to try to improve the glue that they put on their scotch tape so that it would stick better. He came up with a new formula, but the new glue didn't stick very good at all. Matter of fact, it just pulled right off. It would stick at first, but then it very easily pulled off. And he thought, this is a failure. But instead of throwing it away, he decided to share it with some others in the company to see if they might find some use for this glue he couldn't figure out anything for. And a man named Art Fry started trying the new glue in different ways. And finally, he came up with the idea of the post-it note. And the rest is history. It became one of 3M's greatest successes. Sometimes the things we try to do in our lives don't turn out the way we thought they would. We were trying to do what we thought was best for us, but it just didn't work. When that happens, it's easy to just give up. But instead of giving up, what we need to do is turn it over to someone else. We need to turn it over to God. So when you've had failure after failure after failure, don't keep doing the same thing you've been doing. Turn it over to somebody else in both the natural and the spiritual plane. Ask somebody else, look, if you don't flop 10 times or four times or two times in this area, ask someone else who has success in this area. Make sure you ask someone who has success in that area. Tell them, look, I got this glue that won't stick. It stick for a minute and then it stops sticking. Is there anything you can figure out what to do with this? Ask some help. The same thing happened with Teflon. The man who created Teflon. When he made it, he was trying to create some kind of coating for something. He said, won't nothing stick to it. And he took it to somebody else and said, won't nothing stick to it? No, won't nothing stick to it. That's how you get Teflon coated pans that nothing will stick to. It was a failure to start with. But he collaborated. Warren in relationship was a failure to start with. But his wife said, this woman would be good for Warren. And Warren listened. So sometimes you got to bring in some help when you don't know what you are doing and you can't figure out the path. And the Bible says that we plan our course, but the Lord directs our steps. And sometimes we know where we want to go. We just can't seem to get there. If we just put our faith and trust in Jesus, he'll direct our steps and he can turn our failures into successes. But often God will let us learn through our failures and he prepares us for the success because the failures and the learning opportunities help us to become stronger and more grounded for the success. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I've succeeded. You all know who that quote was by? Michael Jordan. 
He missed over 9,000 shots. They trusted him to take the game-winning shot 26 times, and he missed. But he said he's failed over and over and over again, and that is why he has succeeded. Fall down seven, get up eight. Four point five. So for those of you who have given up, you tried one thing and it just didn't work. Get back up. Do you know how many products I created before I finally got one in my company to work? And I remember when I first started my company, a man came to me and he told me, he said, look, I want to invest in your company. At the time, I didn't want any investors. I still don't. And he came to me and he said, I want to invest in your company. And I said, man, why do you want to invest in my company? I've created two products already in this company and they, they haven't made money and they flop. Why do you want to invest in my company? He said, I don't really want to invest in your company. I want to invest in you because I know you and you are not going to stop till you succeed. Will you stop before you succeed? And he was absolutely right. I kept going. It took me more than 4.5. It took seven years before I was ever able to draw a salary from my company. Seven years. And most people give up after six months. And they throw in the towel, not realizing often success is just around the corner. And it may not be around the corner. It may be around on the other side of the city or even the other side of the world. Sometimes this stuff takes a long time. But when you understand that regardless of where you are, regardless of what you're faced with or what disabilities you may think of, the story of this one man who he had failed so much, he went to take a math test for school and it had a total of 120 points possible. He got a one. And it took him three times before he was able to brush up on his test-taking skills to get into the school. And then the only school he could get into was the lowest school in the whole country. And he eventually worked on it, and he kept working, and he became an English teacher. And finally, the Internet hit. And he recognized the Internet could be big in my country. And he started a little country with all of these string of failures, with the lowest test score in the whole group. He even applied to work at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they turned him down. But yet he saw an opportunity in the early 90s when the Internet came that this could really go over in my country. That man was Jack Ma. Jack Ma started Alibaba. And Jack Ma is now the wealthiest man in China and one of the wealthiest men in the world who Kentucky Fried Chicken wouldn't even hire. What are you learning? And what have you learned from the knockdowns and the failures and the disappointments that you've had? Because anyone who is truly successful has had a pile of them. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Nobody preaches on that. Nobody preaches on that. Jesus learned obedience not through wisdom, 
through the things that he suffered. Win or learn. When you adopt that mentality, it changes how you view what happens to you. Win or learn. So what have you learned? My daddy, one of the wisest men that have ever walked the planet, and he used to tell me, he said, son, people who have more problems in life get more out of life than folk who have no problems. And he said, I'm having a ball. So it's a matter of how you view this stuff. Win or learn. And some of you will have to go through the 4.5 and you may have to go through 14.5. But the key is not so much what you have to go through. Fall down seven times. Get up eight. And sometimes your pot of gold is right below an inch of where you stop digging. Because you've given up. And like Elijah, you got to keep praying and working and calling and sending the servant over. You see the cloud yet? You see anything yet? You see anything? Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. First time, nope, nope, nope. Second, nope, nope, nope. Third time, nope, 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 nope. Fourth time, nope, nope, nope. Fifth time, nope, nope. I'm tired. I'm tired. Lord, I've been praying to you all this time. It's been five times I've sent that servant. Five times and nothing. I'm tired. I am giving up. And had Elijah given up, nothing would have happened. And he'll blame God. And, and it's not God. We've got to hang in there and keep trying. And there are some of you who are listening or watching me right now. And you've given up because you've suffered and you've tried and you've failed. And you say, I'm just scared to even try again. It hurts too much when I've fallen and when I fail and I'm giving up. I'm not going past this third time. It's too hard. It's too painful. And I'd rather just lay here than get up and fight again. It's not your destiny. But you have to understand it's 4.5. It's the way of nature. It's the 20% who get the 80% because they don't quit. And you got to get up and get back in the ring. I've seen all of the movies for the last few years, but still one of my favorite movie quotes still comes from Rocky. And he was getting ready to fight this big Russian. And I remember he was walking out of the door. His wife was at the top of the steps and she was hollering at Rocky. She said, Rocky, please don't fight that man. Please don't fight that big old man. Because if you fight that big old man, he may kill you. He may kill you like he killed Apollo Creed. He may kill you and I need my husband. Don't go, don't fight that man, please. Please don't fight that man. And sometimes the world will tell you don't fight this giant. It's too big for you to handle. You ain't no David. Don't fight this giant. And I never will forget what Rocky looked at his wife and he said, yes, he may kill me. But to kill me, he's got to get in the ring with me. And to get in the ring with me, he's got to be willing to die himself. See, that's the kind of attitude you got to have. Yeah, the world may beat me up, but they're going to know they've been in a fight. So you got to put some hair on your chest. Now, women, I know you, well, some women got hair on their chest, but you got to put some hair on your chest. And you got to get in the fight. And you have got to get back up. Because life 
is not given to the mild and to the meek. Life is given to the bold and even the kingdom of heaven is violent and is taken by force. You got to get up and get out there and understand the 4.5. It's a law of nature and life. And you can't let one or two or three or four or five or six or seven times that you have fallen stop you from getting up and doing what God has destined for you. Venture capitalists understand it. The big companies that do all the investing, they only invest in 2% of the proposals that come to them. Only 2%. So out of every thousand proposals, they'll make 20 investments. But they understand 80% of the investments they make. 80% of that 20 will never make a profit. Out of every 1,000 proposals, they understand we will only make money on four. Out of every thousand, we will only make money on four. And they will say, bring on those four. I got to go through 996 to get to those four. But that's why they're big and that's why they're successful. They understand that. I got to go through 996 to get to those four. But those four will change our whole world. You may have to go through all of these falls and all of these failures. But that one, that post-it note, that Teflon, that light bulb, when Edison failed 10,000 times and people were telling him he failed 10,000 times. No, he's an odd didn't either. I learned 10,000 ways a light bulb won't work. Win or learn. 4.5 should not stop you, but empower you to understand that with God, you cannot lose. I'm going to ask Pastor James to close us out for today. And Pastor James is my business partner, so he's been there with me. Pastor James did start receiving a salary from the company before I did. He started receiving a salary in four years instead of seven. 4.5. 4.5. Hey, man, get past another hand for the awesome massive. And I was thinking about that as he was preaching it. It was about four and a half years when I started getting paid and it just shows you have to stick in there and that company end up being able to um, supply us enough income to support these seven kids so amen so we thank God for just sticking in there and being with us in longevity I was even reading an article this morning and it was entitled it had just come out and it was entitled you need to start using the 80-20 rule in your dating life. So that was just this morning. It was a psychologist. He was talking to women, telling them not to be too eager, but let the man propose 80% of the dates. So even they were taking it over to romance. So indeed, this is a pervasive principle that pastor's preaching about today. And even apply it to your spiritual life. Many of you, even with reading the word, and you might get sleepy reading the word and want to give up and saying this is too difficult to understand but you might have to go through 
five or 4.5 methods before you find one to work with you. So you might have to uh, change versions to something that's easier for you to read. You might have to get a study partner to read it with it. Keep you coming. You might have to switch to audio books. You might have to do a devotional. You might have to try five different ways before you get one to work with you. Same thing with prayer. If you find yourself struggling to pray more than a minute, you might have to try different methods. You might have to put on some worship music and try that while you're praying. You might have to get a prayer partner and try that with your praying. You might have to use contemplation and just meditating on his word and thinking about his goodness in silence. Or you, you might have to try praying in the spirit. So just try different methods in your Bible reading and in your prayer life. And it might take you 4.5 before you find something to click for you and say, this is what works for me. So just think about whatever area of your life that you might be having some difficulty in, whether it's finance, you might have to try five different ways of doing a budget. My wife has gone through probably four or five methods. She finds something that works for her. So think about whatever, whether it's relationship, money, health, spirituality, your business. Just today, just list out five different things that you'll try. Because a lot of people don't get it confused. He talked about win or learn. So it's not repeating the same thing five times that causes the success. He talked about the successful people when they fail, they'll stop and analyze to say, what caused me to fail this time? And they'll look at the best practices and look at their practices and what they did and say, how will I change this the next time? So a lot of people are here that and get it confused to think, I just got to try it again. I just got to try it again. No, you need to try something different and look at improving each time. Just don't do it the same way. You'll see people get in relationship. They'll do it the same way over and over. They get the same type of person. I think I know who he was talking about when he talked about the fourth marriage, but they did it a different way that fourth time. (laughs) It was a way they hadn't done it before. So, Don't get that confused in your mind of just repeating the same pattern. But look at improving each time and study what you did and say, how could I have done this? Pray about it and meditate on it fast to analyze, to say, what am I doing wrong here? What do I need to change? Instead of just repeating the same pattern and getting stuck in it. Amen, amen. Well, with heads bowed at this time, if there's anybody in this place and God is leading you to declare that he is Lord of your life or to reaffirm it in your life. And the altar is open and we invite you to come at this time. Sometimes even with the Pareto principle, you'll go and backslide or your faith will get weak. A lot of kids will go to college and they'll get off track and they'll have to come back four and five times before they make a lifelong commitment. So it's not a a matter of how many times, but it's a matter of whether you give your heart to him in the end. It's not a, the race is not given to the swift, but he who endures. So even if you've fallen away, even if your faith has gotten weak, but today you want to get it right. It may be the four and a half time 
altar is open. Second appeal, if there's anybody with the sound of my voice and you've been hearing the word of God here and feeling his presence and you want to join this body of believers, doors of the church are open. You can come for either of those two appeals. And if you are watching us remotely and you want to pray that power of salvation, just go to brothersoftheword.com and click on the prayer of salvation in the menu and we will pray with you even remotely online. God is present with you wherever you are. Amen. Well, stand to your feet. and Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this word today, O oh Father. And Lord, we thank you for not giving up on us, O oh Lord, when we mess up one time, when we mess up two times, mess up three times. You don't even give up on us when we mess up four and a half times, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just your grace and mercy, O oh Lord, for believing in us, O oh Lord. We thank you for breathing new life, new energy in us. When we fail at things, O oh Lord, multiple times, we thank you for being the wind beneath our wings to get us to that 4.5 times, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, for telling us what to change, O oh Lord, when we mess up, O oh Father. Thank you for breathing the innovation within our minds, O oh Father, just to know what to do next, O oh Lord. Thank you for leading and guiding us, O oh Lord. And we pray that this word today will just re-energize somebody that was about to give up, O oh Lord, that you'll let them know to no, go and try it again. Do this and do that differently. Go talk to this person. We thank you, Lord, for being the God of another chance, O oh Father. We just glorify you, O oh Lord, for who you are this day, O oh Lord. Thank you for the holy communion that we partook in today, O oh Father. Thank you for the price that you paid for us on the cross, O oh Lord. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. James was praying. I was just hearing God said, do not leave this church without giving those the opportunity who want to start over with some things. We just want to pray over you. So for those who the message particularly was pertinent, and it may just be one person. I've just seen God hold up everything for one person. So if you felt this message was for you and you've given up on some things that you knew God had destined for you to do because of it didn't work out like you thought, I just want to come down and just pray with you. So anybody who fits that category, if you would, just come on down and we'll pray with you. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to the message 4.5 over again or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother... You need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled 4.5 by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5991. That's 5991. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5991 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. For brothers of the word.